You are listening to Color Healing Radio, the world's first radio channel devoted to helping you obtain clarity, healing, and peace through the use of color. Stay tuned to Sunday Colors, a special radio series for Color Therapy Month. Change your colors and you change your world. presentation from the Luminaries Color Conference. Today's presenter is Mark Wentworth, and the topic is Color for Love. Mark Wentworth is a color specialist living in England who shares the transformational power of color through expressive arts and storytelling. He has been studying and working with the healing power of color and personal development for over 25 years. Mark is the founder of Color for Life, a training school for color psychodynamics. Visit his website at colorforlife.com, spelled C-O-L-O-U-R. Hello and welcome to The Colors of Love. My name is Mark Wentworth and over the next time I'm going to be talking to you about love and how color can actually improve that, help you explore that and what does it actually mean. And I guess one of the first places we should start is by with a poem by the Sufi mystic called Rumi. Now, Rumi is known as the man of love. He talked about love on many different levels. And there's a beautiful poem that he, that he has, which, is, which goes like this. When I heard my first love story, I started searching for you, not knowing how blind that was. For lovers just don't meet somewhere. They are in each other all along. And I think that's exactly it. They are in each other all along. Even much later, Carl Jung it helps us understand about love and how we project that onto another person. And for men, we look for our anima, and for women, we look for the animus. And what happens is when we fall in love, we very often use the term, wow, I feel like I've known that person all my life, or wow, this is what I've been looking for. And it just feels so familiar. You know, kind of, we, I'm sure you all remember those times or even know it as when we're in love. We kind of, life just looks a whole lot different. Everything seems more colorful. Everything seems bright. And that person can literally do nothing wrong. Everything is wonderful. And what actually is happening is we are seeing and falling in love with a part of ourselves that maybe we don't recognize. 
you know, kind of Jung had this uh, phrase, is the world is a mirror of our own unknown face. And if we bring that back into a partner, how we find that is everything you love about your partner is you. Everything that pushes your buttons about your partner is you. If we want to understand and we want to grow and have the the best soulmate relationship possible, then we use our relationship to actually grow. Now, where does color fit into all of this? Well, color has a lot to do with it because if we, again, take it right the way back, quantum physics says that basically everything is made up of frozen and condensed light. And color is a refraction of light. Therefore, when we work with color, we touch something at its very deepest level possible. And as we work with that, and as we understand the colors of love and how we project them, we understand the stories. Because in our love relationships, even if you're looking for a partner or you already have one, there's many different stories going on at the same time. One of the first places to start when someone says to me, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a partner, um, you know, I haven't, or I haven't been successful in love and I'm looking for the one or indeed, uh, you know, they've done their goal map, they've done their conscious creation and yet somehow still that person is not there. The first question to ask is, so in your family, of origin, what were the stories of love? You know, if look back, were there any soulmate relationships? If the answer is no, well, that's the kind of thing you're working against. You've got a backdrop, our ancestors and all their stories about love, lost and kind of unfinished business is all there. And that will kind of shade and color our experiences of love. So what we need to do is, first of all, we need to look back and start creating a positive, colorful picture for our, for our ancestors. And how you do that is very simple. Look back or think about your ancestors, think about your parents, think about your grandparents, both maternal and paternal. Look back a little bit further, if you know, to your great-grandparents. Now you have eight sets of great-grandparents. What are their stories of love? And if it wasn't such a good experience, that's fine. But whatever their experiences, what color would you give them? As it was, the stories as it is, not to change it, but what is the color of that story and that experience? And then ask yourself, what color would be the color that would actually heal this and make it positive and change the energy of that story. And again, whatever color, trust the very first color. Then imagine yourself breathing in the positive color and imagine it going down the roots. I like to think of it as a bit like kind of plant food, but this is ancestral plant food. And when you're feeding the roots of the plant, 
we that it then feeds the plant so the plant actually can produce the best fruit the best flowers possible and if you think we are very much like those plants growing the best fruit and the, the most beautiful flowers so breathe in the healing color and imagine it going right down the roots and when you breathe out breathe out the color that you've given to those unhappy, unhealthy, you know, ancestral relationships. And just let, that's all you need to do. Don't worry about, don't think about, well, it relates to this chakra or that chakra. Just let color work its magic. And just watch what happens, not only for yourself, but also watch, watch what happens within the family. Because what you will notice is there will be almost like a sense of relief or um, another way of thinking of it is if there's a pressure cooker that's been on high pressure and then finally someone's done something about it and turned the pressure down. Somehow the whole family breathes love a lot more easily. Then, by all means, create your conscious creation map, your vision map, and imagination about how it is to be with your partner or indeed watch what if you do have a partner watch how your relationship and the dynamics in that actually change now the title of this talk apart from being the colors of love as you will see was uh, attention your partners in the closet again when you've opened the closet door and yes, there will be your partner for all and everyone to see. Again, if you don't have a partner, all the colors will tell the story. Because, so we look at the ancestors. That's one aspect of your love story. But then if you believe in the many lives of the soul, some people will call it past lives. If you believe in the many lives of the soul, you also have those playing out in your relationship as well. Now, anytime you go into a relationship, that other person suddenly has all of your unfinished soul stories connected with relationships projected onto that one poor person <laughs> and vice versa as well. So what happens? is the relationship is going quite fine, it's very happy, then little little kind of concerns, little worries start to come. Maybe you start thinking, oh, is he going to call? Is she going to do this? What's going to happen? And you start, here we go again. This is where we are. And what's actually happening, it's a bit like your soul is going through your DVD collection of all the movies connected with relationships. Specifically, the ones which are unfinished relationships. And all of that gets suddenly put on play. And all of those stories start flooding in to your unconscious and your conscious that then start to play out in your relationship. And you thought it was that easy. You thought it was so simple. So, all the colors when you look in the wardrobe, uh, when you look in the closet, when you look around you, all the colors of your clothing tell a bit of a story about your relationships. Is it a match made in heaven or is there a few stories playing out here?
Now, when you look at the colors, think about it. What color? What colors best express your relationship? If you're in a relationship, what are the colors that tell your story? If you're not in a relationship, what are the colors you would like to tell your story? Now, a client once, he said to me, he said he was having uh, some marriage problems. Well, not marriage problems, but he said, you know what? He said, how I'd like my wife to be is I would like her to be kind of a chef in the kitchen, Mother Teresa in the kit, uh, looking after the children, and a sex goddess in the bedroom. And, and I said, fine, okay, that's totally fine. What colors would all of those be? And he came up with a very kind of deep red for all of them. And I said, that's fine, but now reverse the process. In order for her to be that, who do you need to be? Because he was in this understanding that he didn't have to do anything, she just needed to change. And when he took the deep, dark red into himself, he realized that there was, when he looked for that deep, dark red in his life, and he found that that red was quite present in his choice of ties, socks, jumpers. It was all there. It was all there telling his story. When we took the dark red that little bit further, there was old ancestral stories of being, of a woman being all these things, but men didn't have to be anything. They didn't have to try. It was the woman's responsibility. So in that process of bringing the red and the dark red into him and looking how it related to him and what, meant, what it meant to him, it was there in his wardrobe. It then enabled him to actually make changes within himself, which then enabled him to actually allow his wife to become all of those things. And within days, as he uh, let me know, things changed dramatically because he simply used the dark red within himself. Because it's that whole thing. Coming back to the Jung thing is that the Jung quote, what Jung said is the world is a mirror of our own unknown face. And if we bring everything back into ourselves, then we start to understand our love stories. We start to understand the colors of love. And when you look at all the colors, look at the colors in your wardrobe, what are the colors, if you're looking for a partner and you don't have one, what are your predominant colors? Because the predominant colors are the ones that probably tell you the stories of why you don't have a partner. What's the one color that you, just, that you kind of predominantly wear? What's the one color you just think, no, 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 I can't get rid of it. I can't wear anything. I couldn't change this color. I couldn't get rid of that color. Look at that color and take it a little bit further. What is the story of this color? If it were a plant, an object, or an animal, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 
Then look at that plant, the object or the animal, whatever you choose. Let's say you've chosen an object and look at it from all different perspectives. Look at it from the side, from the both sides, from underneath, from above, and then put it into a context. Let's say you have an object of a statue. What's the context of the statue? Is it standing in a house? Is it standing on a shelf? Is it standing in a museum? Open out the context. What are the colors you notice beyond the color, you've, the color you're working with? And note all how they appear and what they say, what the colors, how you see the colors appearing. Write down all of those adjectives and then take them back and say, how do these words actually relate to my relationship experience? I'll give you an example of a client. Now, when she looked around, the one color that she would have, the one color that she really did not want to let go of was dark green. And she said, no, 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 this is the color that I feel most comfortable with. It's the one where I feel safe. It's the one that just, I just, just can't, no, you should, I can get rid of any other color, but don't, not the dark green. Now, when we're like that, when we have a color like that, that's usually a big story. So I said, okay, where does it take you to? What do you imagine? How does that be? What object would it be, whether it be a plant, an object, or an animal? And she said, you know, that animal is a dark green lion. It doesn't have to be, remember, this is imagination. And if you can't think of anything, make it up. So her one was a dark green lion. And she said, well, this lion is not happy because he's not in his, he's, she saw him in a city. She said, and he doesn't belong in a city. He's not in his rightful place. And also he's very kind of, he's very sad because he's not in his rightful place. And it's like he's looking for people are or kind of lions. He's looking for his own kind. And I said, so, okay, all of this, this was the story. Where does it relate? How does that relate to you in your relationship history and about what you're looking for in a partner? And she looked a little bit shocked and then she started to cry. And she told me the story that when she was about 17, 18, she was waiting. Uh, she had a, a boyfriend, absolutely in love, you know, plans, talk of marriage. Everyone was thinking they were going to get married and they were going to live happily ever after. This was in Turkey. And in Turkey at that particular time, uh, they had uh, military service. So he went off the Air Force and he was a, became a pilot and very sadly on one day his plane crashed and that was the end of that love story and what she understood is 
there was a part of her still stuck at 19, still stuck in that in her home with the letter which actually said that he died. She literally frozen at that point. And she was totally stuck. And the lion, totally for her, and the dark green represented her feeling stuck in the past and not being able to move on. And so no relationship would ever match, meet, or function because she wasn't emotionally, psychologically, mentally available for anyone else. And so the dark green, her thing of you can get rid of any color you want, but don't take away the dark green, was her grief and letting go of her boyfriend. She was 38 when we met. So that was 20 years ago. So colors, the colors of love, when we look in the wardrobe, they tell, very often they tell our past histories of love. And another client, when he looked around, there was dark, there was blue, and he said, no, you know, these are colors, now I can, blue, blue is the color that suits me, it's my best color, it's the store, it's my color. And he said, I've had my colors done, I'm a summer, and blue is my color. So he was quite adamant, and he said, it works in business, he worked in, uh, he worked in the city, and he said, this is, this is fine. So you find that when you start asking people to let go of colors, if there's a story behind it, there's always a bit of a resistance to let it go. And with him, it went back further than this life. And, and I said, where does, what is this blue? Where does this blue take you to? Create a story. Just let whatever, and his wasn't a plant, an object, or an animal. His was a country. He said, when I have this color, he said, it takes me to France. And he said, but it's a story of waiting. And I said, okay, tell me the story. And he said, well, there's a man who's meeting his love at a railway station. And he's pacing, he's walking up and down, and it's a beautiful <laughs> blue skies, sunny day, and he's wearing a navy coat. We discover that he's in the Air Force. So it's kind of a navy blue, Air Force blue. And his love never turns up. He never knows what happens. And he's absolutely distraught and it's the end of the world and he steps out in front of a train. Now, all of this sounds very tragic, all of these stories that I'm telling you, but these are the stories, and whether that, for him, whether that, was a, whether that was a past life story or not, but that's the story his psyche, his unconscious gave him to best understand his block in relationships. And there was such a depth of 
pain and loss and loss of life that this man in his 40s who is very you know has a very respectable works in works in the city has a very responsible job doesn't show emotion but was absolutely sobbing at the loss of life and love which was all in blue and he it was in his wardrobe it was well not even in his wardrobe but it was also uh, in his home as well so if you want to know and, and, and the story, the end of that story is he actually found that spontaneously, a few weeks after, he did start introducing another color. He went out and he bought, he actually came back and he said, I can't believe I bought something green. And, and it's kind of a blue green, but there was a new color starting to emerge. And <clears throat> maybe three or four months after that, he met a young woman, and as far as I know, they are still happily dating, because in the background, there is not this sense of loss and abandonment and a loss of life. So when we look in the <laughs> when we look in the wardrobe and look at all the colours in your clothing, they tell the stories of your relationship. They tell many other stories as well. But specifically, if you want to look for the colours of love, even if you want to improve your relationship, look at the colour look at the same colours. What colour won't what won't I let go of? What colour when I look in my wardrobe? is for me the color of love. What color, when I look in my wardrobe, is the color of my partner? And do exactly that. If this color had a plant, were a plant, an object, an animal, or if this color had a story, what would it be? Don't immediately associate it with chakras or anything like that. Just let the color work its magic. And what you will find is it will give to you the energy and the stories and any, it's almost like the prescription for either improving the relationship you already have or indeed for kind of preparing the soil for a new relationship to blossom. And it's Remembering, coming back to Rumi's poem, that lovers just don't meet somewhere, they are in each other all along. And the thing with soulmates is when we meet a soulmate, it's, yes, it is happy ever after, but that's where the work begins. Because it's literally like a soulmate shines the light into those dark recesses that maybe we've been hiding, and maybe we're kind of not so comfortable with. And it, a soulmate wakes us up to who we could be. They bring us, to our, bring us to the edge of our greatest potential. They challenge us to be more than we think we are. So yes, they, they bring so much light and so much love, but when we put that and allow that amount of love, light and color into the depth of our being, 
they also take us up to the very edge and where we will meet. It's like literally we will meet our ego boundaries and edges. And likewise, we will do that to them. Now, if we can understand that, then our relationships become very rich for both parties involved. And as Jung said, we must understand that in love relationship, it's not about softness. What it does is a love actually ripens us. It ripens us from the inside out. And we can use color to help that ripening process. Use color. What is the color of love? What is the color of loss? What is the color of your relationship? All of these very simple questions. And just let color work its magic. And to end, there is a poem by Dinata, which is, he said to Allah Dinata, who said to be the, one of the teachers and the inspirations of Rumi, apart from Shams. And he says, let the scars of the heart be seen. For by the scars are known the men and women who walk the path of love. Enjoy your journey through the colors of love and enjoy your journey through the rainbow. Thank you very much.